Hello, everybody, and welcome to a new episode of the Triathlete Podcast, the show where we capture the personal fitness journeys of people across the world. Today's guest I have is Stephen Chowning. He is one of the pillars of the Seattle Green Lake Triathlon Group and somebody who's mentored me in my triathlon journey. Stephen, welcome to the show. Thanks so much for giving us your time. Uh, would you like to start by introducing yourself? Uh, yeah, uh, as you said, uh, my name is Steve Chowning. I've uh, been doing triathlons for uh, going on uh, 10 years now. Wow. So what was your introduction to fitness? Uh, was it something you did as a child or something you picked up as an adult? So I did. I wasn't particularly fit as a child. I didn't do sports. I mean, I was active, so to speak, but nothing, you know, particular to fitness. Um, I used to ride a bike when I was, you know, in in a kid in high school and whatnot. But I never did professional sports. It was about when we were. I was in my late forties that I started to notice that, uh, father time was catching up with me and I was, <laughs> I was having, you know, a lot of trouble just getting out of breath, walking upstairs or whatnot. And I decided that I needed to do make some changes, some healthy changes. Interesting. So pretty much after school through adulthood till your forties, uh, you didn't really pursue fitness as a thing in your life. Is that fair to say? Yeah, I, I didn't. I was I was pretty sedentary, especially later on. Um, you know, worked at a computer and sat around and didn't do anything necessarily, even on weekends that was particularly, you know, physically challenging. Interesting. So, what is the trigger to really get into it in the way you do now? So, well, I mean, a couple things. A friend of ours um, got us into walking and running uh, just in general, and that was fairly hard. Um, we would start out just walking like 45 minutes three times a week, and um, I was, as I said, in pretty bad shape. I would, by, by the third uh day of the week we would do monday wednesdays and fridays and by fridays my shin were were cramping just from walking you know 45 minutes to an hour a day and and we did some running i remember going to the green lake track just south of the lake and trying to run at any pace a quarter mile one lap and i was you know, in such bad shape that I was unable to even jog at the slowest pace for one whole lap. I had to run, walk, you know, just to make one lap. And then uh, a few, a year or so, maybe after that, um, uh, a friend, a very good friend of ours said to us, I want you to do something with me, but you have to say yes before I tell you what it is. And, um, so we, we semi reluctantly said yes. And, um, turns out he wanted to do a triathlon. And so knowing absolutely nothing about triathlons, the three of us did some swimming, some biking and some running and got, you know, a little bit of practice in and, and went and did our first triathlon. So those are kind of the things that got me more into fitness, you know, as an older 
Really interesting. So what age were you when you signed up for your first triathlon? Well, that was 2010. So uh, that was, what, 24 years ago. So 14 years ago. Yeah. 14 years ago. Yeah. I would have been 46. Wow. Okay. Yeah, yeah, blind promises to friends is a great way to get started. I think, you know, for anybody who's a triathlete out there, you want to invite your friends, just make them promise you, promise you blind, and you'll get them to go. <laughs> hey, it worked for us. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> nice. <laughs> um, so, uh, like, what distance did you sign up for? Uh, how did you train for it? So, um, like I said, we didn't know anything. I've, over the years, I've, gained a considerable amount of knowledge about the sport of triathlon but back then we weren't the group didn't exist um it was just the three of us you know going out into lake washington and floundering around um and then we would go and bike the burke gilman and uh do do we thought it was a good idea to practice running off the bike and it was a good idea but um, the first few times we did it, our legs felt like we were drunk. Um, <laughs> and so it was just us kind of doing the different sports, um, uh, with no particular plan or just, you know, trying to get some distance in. And back then, I mean, you know, a, a 10 or 15 mile bike ride was a lot for us. You know, I, I remember, you know, we, we didn't don't know anything. And I remember bonking hard once on a bike ride where I was just suffering for the last, you know, four or five miles, having no energy because I didn't know to, you know, to do nutrition during the ride. Interesting. Man, when you talk about days when you couldn't walk a mile or couldn't do a, do a mile of running or struggling with a 15-mile bike ride, kind of breaks my mental image of you a little bit. Because ever since I've known you, <laughs> you've been at like peak fitness or, you know, one of the most fit people in our group. So, you know, it's, it's interesting. Do you feel like a different person now? It's been a, it's been a long journey. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, it's something that as a new person getting to the sport, you have to keep in mind that it doesn't just happen overnight. You can't, you can't take three months and train for a half Ironman race. You know, it's at least six months. and the fitness that I've got now, I've built over over years of of training, and uh, I'm I'm happy. You know, I, I like what motivates me to keep going is is to be fit, right? I'm Interesting. not I'm not super competitive. I'm more of a just enjoy I enjoy feeling better and being being able to go out and do a you know an hour ten k run like I did today. Oh, fantastic. So, yeah, coming back to the first uh, triathlon that you did, uh, any particular funny memories or memorable things that you remember from it? So there's a couple. <laughs> um, we were all pretty slow um, in comparison, Connie especially. Um, this was 2010, and it was our first triathlon. It was also the Lake Meridian it was the Lake Meridian race, and it was their first event they'd put on. And um, they uh, they had brought in the the biggest loser winners 
to to guarantee that nobody who entered the race would finish last the 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 winners of the biggest loser competition promised you know anybody who signed up that they would make sure they were the last ones not you which was a good thing um but we were swimming and uh they had a race together <clears throat> rather than you know solo and the three of us, me and Connie and, and a friend of ours, entered that division and we were all swimming together and and Connie was going quite slow and the the, the guy who was behind us uh was like and and since we were kind of waiting for Connie, um the a friend of ours, Nick, who was the one who got us into it, um was singing as he was swimming and the the person behind us said if you if you have the you know the energy to sing then you should be swimming faster and we're like oh no we're not leaving connie you know this is we're in this together um oh, man. and then the other thing was is you know as i said we didn't know anything about triathlon and um but we knew like by that point we knew we should have a gel or something rather than just water and um i hit on the uh the idea of putting my gel in my water and uh <laughs> and my friend our friend nick i told him i was going to do that and and he decided to do the same thing except for he had gatorade in his instead of just straight water <laughs> so he ended up like double sugaring his water oh, and man. During the the ride, I kept telling him, "Drink, drink!" And so by the time he got to the run, he had like uh, sugar crystals around his mouth because he was over over <laughs> uh, fueling. Um, oh my god! But, He's probably the only guy who increases blood sugar level after yeah, a triathlon. <laughs> exactly. But we did. We got through the bike, the swim. Um, we did the run, and we all finished. Finish, you know, at the finish line together, and that was a great memory. Wow, fantastic. So it's been a consistent journey since then, I guess. That was your first taste? So, yeah, Connie um, instantly fell in love with triathlon. That was in August or September that they did the race. And the 30 minutes after we're done, Connie was like, ooh, when's the next race? And she looked on the calendar, was very disappointed that that was the last race of the season. So we had to, we had to wait till next uh, race season. Um, and... Connie has been a steadfast competitor ever since. I've, I've not, I'm not as competitive as, as she might be. Um, and so I like doing it as much for the fitness and the camaraderie rather than the competition. Although I, I have gotten better over the years. Yeah. That brings me to a sort of interesting aspect of this, which is Connie for people who may not know is, uh, Steven's partner and both of them are, from my perspective, triathlon experts. They're both mentors in the Green Lake Triathlon group and have helped me personally. Um, so, yeah, is it a competitive household? Are you, are you all trying to best each other in training or in competition? Not necessarily. I would say we, we try to encourage each other more than compete. Um, mm -hmm. I mean, you know, a little friendly competition maybe, but yeah, got not, it. not as hardcore as some other other. Uh, Try couples we know. Nice. And both of you all have been super active in the 
triathlon group. So what's the, the journey of the community and building the Green Lake Triathlon Group? So Connie, Connie got in on the ground floor. She, uh, the, uh, the group formed in 2014 as an offshoot of the Seattle Green Lake Running Group. There was a core of maybe 20-ish people who all knew each other and ran together and decided to do triathlons. And, and uh, I kind of, at that point, I had done triathlons a couple years, two or three years, and I wasn't training a lot and wasn't getting better. And so I, I kept the training up, but, but I wasn't, you know, racing uh, every year like she was because, you know, I didn't want to pay, you know, the entry fee and get up at three in the morning to go do the same time I did the year before. Um, as long as I was motivating to train, which I was, I was happy with that. Um, but she was in with the group uh, from the early on stages and started doing, they started doing training events and she was hosting swims in Green Lake. And then I started uh, joining her at, at um, hosting events and also some of the socials and got to meet the people in the group. And um, as you probably have found out, they're some of the most friendly, encouraging um, inclusive people that you'll get to know. And, and, you know, it's hard not to fall in love with being around people like that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, totally relate. Uh, what the community is one of the reasons why I was able to get into the sport and, you know, anybody out there who, who might feel like they're practicing alone. I mean, try to find a tribe of people who are doing it. It's a lot of fun and it's a lot of friendly sort of camaraderie and sometimes competition, but it's, mm -hmm more fun to just see each, each of us sort of improving in our own disciplines as we go on. So um, cool. So thanks for sharing that. And let's come back to maybe your own training journey, right? So you got into it kind of blind. Uh, how did you focus on training from there to the point where you are right now? So, yeah, I'm, I'm a little different than a lot of people. Um, a lot of people get into it and they'll buy the books, they'll hire coaches, they'll do the online training plans. and <clears throat> Me personally, I found those too rigid. You know, if you look at some of the training plans, they're they're fairly complex. You know, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, they have plans, and you have to do, especially in the swimming and stuff. Um, I just I didn't want to think about it that much. <laughs> I mean, I I want to go out. I want to. Uh, exer get exercise in and I want to improve, but um, I didn't want to follow the ri those rigid plans. Um, you know, I've, I've talked to people who have gotten burnt out from doing too much training. And, and um, so I just, for me, I don't do as much training as might be good for me if I wanted to do really well. But um, since I'm not super competitive, I, I try to fit as much training into my life without it becoming burdensome, um, but still maintaining enough to either maintain or improve my fitness over time. Interesting. And of the three disciplines, do you have a preferred one? So I've always been good at swimming and enjoyed swimming. I'm comfortable in the water, unlike a lot of people who are not. Um, so I like swimming. Um, but 
my true love, I guess, would be biking. Yeah, biking. I mean, Stephen's somewhat of an expert in the biking area. Uh, you know, if you ever need to know how to set up a bike or pick up, a, you know, buy a bike, uh, he's the guy to go to. Help me pick up my bike as well. Uh, and you've also gotten into mountain biking, from, uh, I think you mentioned earlier. Yeah. So, yeah, not uh, not too long after we started doing triathlons, a friend of mine is a really hardcore mountain biker and uh, got me into the sport. And I went and uh, went riding with him once or twice, maybe. Um, <clears throat> at that time, me and Connie had a couple of cross-country mountain bikes which weren't particularly suited to the type of mountain biking that my friend was doing which is more all mountain or downhill and so after a couple rides I was hooked and bought a, a better bike and finally ended up with my dream bike and and just fell in love with the sport and uh, also made me a better road biker it's the, the skills the skills you get on a mountain bike um, absolutely it helped me on the road. Got it. Now, one of the questions that a beginner triathlete faces is what bike to buy and how to pick one. So what advice do you have for people in that position? Yeah, I mean, you can spend a lot of money in the sport of triathlon. Um, with the exception of a wetsuit, which I say, you know, definitely um spend as much as you can afford if you're serious about it if you just want to try the sport out you know a cheap suit is is okay but if you decide you really like it uh, a good quality suit um, doesn't have to be super top end um but maybe second tier is definitely worth the money when we're talking about bikes um i'm kind of at the opposite end of the spectrum a lot of people want a triathlon bike, you know, um, and they're fine. The biggest downside to a triathlon bike is they're very specific to the sport. In other words, they don't make really great road bikes. And you have to, if you're going to buy and use a tri bike, you have to spend a lot of time training on the bike to get the benefits that are there. So usually for beginners, I tend to point them um, at the lower end of the spectrum, even used, if you can handle um, buying a used bike. And by that, I mean, you know, generally beginner bikers don't know what to look for in, in a good used bike or a bad used bike, which is where I kind of tend to come in like I did with you and help you find a bike that's worth having and get it for a decent price and make sure it doesn't have too many problems uh, in your purchase. It's always safer to buy a new bike, but a decent new bike is fairly expensive. They're typically start out around 900 bucks nowadays. So if you're looking to really stretch your triathlon dollar, then a used bike is, is a better way to go, but you do have to watch out for the pitfalls. Yeah, it's interesting that you mentioned sort of the $900 price point because, you know, when I first started, I was looking for a bike and I just, as most people probably would do, I went onto Amazon and I found like $200 bikes there. So what's your take on, on those? So um, there's kind of a price point where below which you're really losing value. Um, 
the the name brand bike manufacturers, Trek, Specialized, Cannondale, Giant, they have kind of a minimum standard with, that they're willing to put their name on uh, as far as the quality. And they're they're not great bikes per se, but they're decent. Um, for that nine hundred dollars, you're getting kind of the lowest rate of component that is worth having. Um, a two hundred dollar bike off of Amazon or you know, Walmart or Dick Sporting is <clears throat> um, a going to probably not last very long. It's not unusual for those kinds of bikes ridden regularly to last one summer. Um, so you're losing value for your money because at the end of the summer, you either have to buy another $200 bike or pay the money for a better bike. The other really um big downside for me is that they're actually can be fairly dangerous um the quality of the components is very poor typically if you're buying it from a big box store or something where some guy who doesn't know anything about bikes is putting it together you're he could put it together wrong so you're riding down a hill especially in seattle maybe the brakes give out and <laughs> instead of instead of stopping you end up in the middle of a busy intersection and that's uh, not Ouch. a good thing yeah yeah i hope that never happens to anybody uh i'll need to double so, check my 200 dollars bike now but yeah. yeah so so yeah i mean at a certain point level people who are very familiar with bikes call those 200 dollars bikes a bike shaped object so it's oh wow te te <laughs> technically not a bike per se <laughs> it just looks like a bike Oh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting. Cool. So let's move to the swimming aspect of the triathlon. Uh, you've mentored a bunch of new swimmers, including myself. Um, what things do you think people should keep in mind when they start swimming? So um, we've been doing, Connie and I have been hosting open water swims for a while, since, uh, say, 2014, 15. So 10 years now. Um, and it's pretty regular that we get at least one swimmer a season, if not more, who comes out to open water, who um, is in over their head, so to speak. Um, you know, you can go yeah. swim in, Guilty as charged. <laughs> you can go swim in the pool and be actually pretty good at it. There's even been some you know, say collegiate level, you know, uh, competitive swimmers who just have never been in the open water. And as you know, being in the open water is completely different animal than being in the pool. There's, um, you know, it's, it's not uncommon for us to get somebody, you know, out there who goes out for a swim and, and thinks they, they'll be okay. And, uh, but they've never actually been out in the open water. And so they get out there and the anxiety takes over and, and they can start to have problems. And unlike yeah. running and getting an injury or biking and going too far and not being able to finish, um, having problems out in, in the water is potentially more dangerous. Yeah, I can really relate to that because, you know, I actually tried to go open water swimming in 2009 when I was on a trip with some of my friends in Vietnam. And 
had a near drowning experience and pretty much stayed away from the open water since then until I got into open water swimming for the triathlon last year. I really didn't know how to swim. I stopped three times trying to do a length of the pool, but I just kind of needed to do something to get into open water and train for the triathlon, which is why I started joining the community swims. Yeah. And it was, you know, I could feel the physical memory of, you know, many years ago, like 14 years ago, basically coming back to me. So I can totally relate to that fear. Uh, you actually have people who may have underestimated the difficulty and have come out to swim with you. Yeah, we, we have, I have had people that come out and get out and, you know, I, I generally try to weed them out and keep an eye on them, especially their first time with us as a group um, and encourage them to let me buddy swim with them, um, which I'm, I'm fine with doing. Um, I will caution other people against doing that because, you know, a panicked person in the water can be dangerous to both themselves and to you. And so you really have to be knowledgeable and comfortable to buddy swim with somebody who might be having a problem. Um, but yeah, I've, I've had people, one guy in particular got, uh, halfway to the first buoy in Green Lake and apparently got so anxiety stricken that he basically stopped swimming and started going under. Yeah. That sounds scary. Yeah. It it is. (laughs) It's probably scarier for the host than it is for the participant at some point. Um, I remember one of the lines you told me when you were being my buddy uh, uh, in one of the swims was, if I promise not to pull you down, you won't pull me down. Yeah, that's that's the deal, right? You don't try to drown me and I won't try to drown you. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So I did stick to that. That was good advice. Um, Well, I I try to, you know, it's a lot of it is just being comfortable and knowing that something bad isn't going to happen. And if you're in a a still body of water, not, you know, rapids or currents or whatever, as long as you kind of remain calm and don't try to get out of the water, you can float pretty readily in the water. And if you need to, if you get tired or anxious, you can just float and relax and calm down and catch your breath and, and then move on. Yep. Cool. So you mentioned earlier in, in, earlier in the interview that you're not very competitive, but Lake Stevens try, the one which I did, you finished up on the podium. So how does a guy who's not that competitive end up on the podium of a triathlon? So I, I enjoy being fit, right? Okay. Um, I enjoy being able to, you know, uh, of the three disciplines, running was always my least favorite. And the main reason was because I wasn't very good at it. Um, a few years ago, Connie and I uh, did a training block for running because she wanted to do a 15K at 10-minute miles. And so we did a training block, three months, which is normal if you want to make a gain in, in anything. Swimming, biking, running, it takes three months. It doesn't just happen overnight. Um, and we did a, a dedicated training block of running where we were um, – running four or five times a week and it got harder every week and it it sucked i really didn't enjoy the training for the first two and a half months because i didn't get a rest right it was turning turning it up every week and then two and a half months in right right 
when you know that three months block of of improving starts to happen i was like hey you know what the hills aren't so bad and the long runs don't hurt as much and i'm actually not hating this um and um so i've actually liked running but to to answer your question more specifically over time despite my lack of diligence and training i have gotten better and in 2019 I did a sprint triathlon at uh, Black Diamond, and I went as hard as I could in the swim, had a pretty good swim, went really hard on the bike, um, had a decent bike, and got onto the run. And for those of you who haven't been to a competitive triathlon event, they will write uh, your age on your calf. And so as you're uh, biking or running, you can look at your competitors and tell if somebody in your age group is trying to pass you. And I got about, oh, I don't know, a quarter mile from the finish of my run. And I was already going basically as hard as I could. Um, and I saw a guy in my age group go past me. And I was like, I didn't know at that point if I was first or last, but you don't, you don't let a, somebody pass you if you're trying to be competitive. And I tried to hang with him and I couldn't quite do it. He just slowly inched away from me. Um, you know, I kind of could feel my heart rate hitting a limit. And and uh, as it turns out, he uh, took the last podium place in my age group by 30 seconds. So, oh, man, I was that was kind of like turned up the screw for that competitiveness. Right. You're like, oh, man, I was that close. So since then, 2019, I've kind of had it in the back of my mind that I've wanted to podium my age group, right? Uh, when we got back in the day, when we first were doing triathlons, I was maybe a bottom 25 percenter, right? And I was like, well, I would like to be mid-pack, right? I'd be happy with mid-pack. And so, so now, after 10 years of doing this, I'm almost on the podium, right? Fantastic. And so the last couple of years, that's been a little bug of mine. I want to be able to be in the be on the podium for my age group. And um, so uh, that was 2019 when I almost missed it. 2020 obviously was a complete bust for all of oh, us. Sure. Yeah. Um, 2021, 2022, we started getting back into it. Me and Connie personally had some personal things going on uh my dad passed away and um, so we were dealing with all of that and that kind of kept me from being able to train um 2023 um i just you know we kind of got through all of that and i i tried to do more training um and so 2023 i decided to sign up for two races um lake meridian which was kind of you know our our the one we did from the beginning and so that's kind of a has a special place in our heart uh but and, and it's a race that we know like i know the course i've done it um i like it um but the main reason i picked that one the number one reason is that they podium down to five places. A lot of races only pay podium to, to third place. So nice. I'm like, if I want a podium, I might as well pick 
one that podiums down to five. And, um, and then I also signed up for uh, Lake Stevens, which was your first. Mm-hmm. Um, and the reason I picked Lake Stevens is, is because I wanted a backup in case I had a bad race day. Mm-hmm. And um, so Lake Meridian rolls around and I was as locked in as I have ever been on a race. They tried to get me to come do the team picture. And I was like, I, I got to concentrate. I'm, I'm in my, I'm in my zone. I'm getting ready. I, like I, no pictures, leave me alone. And I, I pushed super hard on the, on the swim, the bike. And I felt like I was dying on the run, but, um, and it's a little bit, the, the run's a little hilly. And, um, then they posted their race results, their preliminary results. And Connie went over and looked at them and she's like, did you check the results? And I'm like, no. And she sent me over there and I looked and I, I got fourth place. Oh, amazing. So Smart I was choice. super happy. Yeah, right. <laughs> I, I knew like from training times and looking like I, I went to the point of looking at last year's competition where they had finished, like what, you know, where I needed to be to get in that podium position. And I was like, yeah, I, you know, I'm close in my training. Um, if I push really hard, I could probably make the podium. And, and I did. Right. Amazing. And so, so then I, I had already achieved my goal. Um, Lake Stevens rolls around and I was like, you know what? I've already been there. I might as well just go flat out from the gun and see where, you know, what happens. Right. I don't care whether I DNF or, or whatever. Um, so I pushed super hard. Um, the bike is fairly short and then the run, the the swim is, is extra short. I think it's what 400 and the bike is only, was only like nine miles. I think they're like 10 miles. Yeah. Yeah, it's shorter than a normal sprint. And then the normal 5K run. And I was just had the pedal to the metal. I was going as hard as I could in every discipline. And actually had a, a pretty good run. I was doing uh, sub nines on the back half of the run. Um, and Impressive, man. And ended up second place on the podium for that race. Congratulations. So that was memorable to me. It was also memorable to me because that was your first race and we had yeah, it was. Trained, we had trained together and um I was super happy that you were able to complete it. Um I one of the things I really do enjoy about doing triathlons is meeting new people and getting them um involved and interested in and love the sport the same way that me and Connie are. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, one of the things that things that really stands out about you is, excuse me, I mean, the amount of effort you put into yourself is evident through this conversation, but what's not being heard of is the amount you give back to the community, both you and Connie together. And, you know, even the posts that you put out to summarize the Lake Stevens result was so heartwarming where you talked about everybody who had done really well and participated and, you know, the bike rides you organized for the community, everything is just so nice. Uh, So thanks for being there and thanks for helping people like me get into the sport. Um, so I guess one last question, uh, you've seen the journey from, you know, not being very fit as, you know, a young adult to being a podium finisher in your age group as a, in a triathlon. So what advice would you have for 
other aspirants who might find themselves in a similar position. So um, we're, we're creatures of habit. And so if it's something that you have an interest in, um, just be consistent, right? Don't, don't worry about your results necessarily. Don't worry that how slow you are. Connie hates it, the word slow. Um, and know that if you come out consistently and do the training, you will achieve your goal. And you will also have people like me and Connie cheering you on. Um, I cheer as hard or harder for the people finishing at the end than I do for the super fast people at the front. You know, that's great. I love that they're, they're able to do that, but I really love the people who get out there and, you know, finish at the back, right? You know, the, the willingness to be that person to maybe finish last, right? It takes, mm -hmm. a, it takes a lot of courage. Yep. Cool. Yeah, great thoughts. And on that note, I think uh, we can probably end the conversation. Thanks so much for your time and thanks for everything you do for the community, both you and Connie. Um, and yeah. yeah, I'll see you in training sometime. Sounds good. Bye-bye. See ya. See ya.